Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions, whether it's millions in your bank accounts, millions of followers, or today we are talking about millions of subscribers. If you have ever wanted to build a subscription service, this is the show for you. I have Matthew Holman with me. Matthew has helped companies around the world grow their subscription base. Two of the largest that he have worked with is iHeartDogs and and New Leaf Naturals in the CBD space. If you want to learn about subscriptions, you are in the right place. Matthew, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Steve. I'm doing great, Steve. Excited to be here. Awesome. Um, you are joining us from Salt Lake City, Utah, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Sadly, Matthew does not golf or ski, but we're working on changing that. I mean, that's a subscription, <laughs> right? You you buy a pass. Does that count as a subscription? Yeah. It it, it 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 really is yeah you're you're subscribing to a service you want to go up to the mountain as much as possible right get the most value out of it <laughs> that's that's one thing we could do so tell me a little bit like how does one become good at subscriptions and at helping build subscriptions that is such a rare skill set that i'm sure is highly valuable how where did this start for you it's it's kind of funny so i was actually working in shipping with e-commerce for a while and came across uh, the company that I work for, Qpilot, and they're built a little bit differently where they're interested in shipping. So that's actually how I kind of got introduced to them about two years ago. But for me, it comes down to understanding a lot of really common things like customer experience, like what people actually prefer, and then being comfortable with data, collecting it, analyzing it, and starting to take uh, lessons out of it. So I think it subscriptions feels like this kind of like separate universe or space, but it's really, to me, it's just about marketing and, and customer engagement. That's, I mean, we do, I'm sure you know what BarkBox is. Um, BarkBox is a big deal at our house when it arrives, everybody gets excited, but they do really cool things that keep you highly engaged, keep you coming back for more. You're always looking forward to right. it. And you half the time we order extra stuff because it's so cool. I'm guessing you can break that down for us a little bit. I want to hear like, how did you get, what grabbed you and made you say like, I want to learn more about this? Because I think a lot of people think like, oh, that's just putting stuff in a box. That's just like shipping something. <laughs> on repeat that is, like. <laughs> that is how it starts for a lot of people is just putting stuff in a box and not having to worry about it i mean subscriptions is a typical example like that box example is nice because you know you're kind of like you don't have to manage inventory because you're curating your own stuff and it can be kind of simple but for me some of my biggest passions i love technology and i love uh, marketing and consumer like understanding psychology behind consumer behavior and so for me e-commerce is like a really big space that I'm really heavily involved in and love and subscriptions. What makes subscriptions like kind of a passionate topic for me is just understanding this idea of like, what can we do to change the buying experience? So if you're just getting something that you don't want to think about, that's cool. But this next level of retail experience is how we can keep customers from shopping again, because we have a more engaged relationship with them. They keep coming back to us. We have their you know, their credit card information on file. So it's easy for them to go and pick something different or pick something new, add it to a box, get it shipped to them. So for me, that's really exciting and engaging. And that's like the future. I think we're just getting started with the future of subscriptions and how people buy. 
So that's, I mean, I think the subscription box model is changing the way people shop because it used to be, you would go to a store, you pick stuff out, you try it on, you buy it, you take it home. Then we had Amazon, right? So now we just order a bunch of crap right. off Amazon. It shows up, you do what you want and you return half of it. So the subscription box is kind of like a curated experience. You know, you like the branding, you know, like you like what you're going to get in general, but they might ship you something and you can either return it. A lot of times they'll tell you, just go on our site and pick something else out. Like they have all that built right. in and it's almost like you have a relationship with somebody. That's exactly right. It's about engagement. We, we like to call it like you want to find a way to reward your best customers. It's the people that already love your product. They love your brand. They want to be getting that regularly and you want to make that really, really easy. And what I think what's interesting with the subscription box specifically is that for a while, it was just about all the controls on the brand side. They put it in the box. They did everything they could to make it special. And then the customer got them was either happy or okay with it. But now they're adding that extra element, like you mentioned with Bark, BarkBox, like adding other one-time items, like other delightful things that you see on the site. Like it gives them an opportunity now since they understand you better and you trust them as a brand that they can now sell through to you more. And that's where the real power in a subscription experience is. It's not just that you have this repeatable revenue. It's that you have an engagement that when you then go to offer other things, you know who that customer is and you can make that offer really powerful. So let's break that down a little bit. How do you decide like I'm guessing what you do is you come in and you look at the things that are going to build that experience. How do you decide what's going to build the experience and how to make it better? Because you don't just want a plain box with junk in it. You want a box that is customized and that builds the experience. How do you, how do you like map that out and plan what goes where? It seems like it would be really complicated, but I bet you have a really good system for it. I mean, it can be, it can be as it's like, like most things in life, we can make it a lot more complicated than perhaps it needs to be. I think oftentimes that it needs to be customer driven in the sense of uh, unless you're just starting something up from scratch and you're thinking about what you want to send people. But even then, like a great subscription program is based off of a problem you're trying to solve or a pleasure you're trying to give like a typical uh, retail experience. But, but you need to be having information around what people actually think they want or what they need, right? So some really obvious options are like consumable products, right? Like I'm bald, so I use Dollar Shave Club. That's a subscription that I have. You know, pet food, CBD, those are really obvious ones. Ones that are maybe less obvious are some fun ones I've seen, um, like a, a guinea pig subscription box for people that own guinea pigs. So if you might not think that nobody's maybe sitting home thinking, oh, that's the next great idea. But but really, if you can identify and connect with a customer and you think that, oh, there are people out there that love plants, they have house plants, right? So maybe I can come up with a box where I send different seeds or different seedlings or different like plant food and things to help them take care of those plants, right? So we're just trying to think about, we have an end user who has a need and can we get them something on a repeat basis? That's the benefit I think of a subscription. Got it. So what do you think about like, do you think there will ever be like a Nike subscription box or a, I don't know, like pick a big brand that everybody loves and like where they ship you something every month because it's your best customer? Or do you see it more along the lines of like, we're trying to solve a problem of like a consumable, which would be like Dollar Shave Club or Bark Box, something like that. How do you see the future of this moving? Um, I think what's, okay. what's really interesting is that you're going to see a lot of, you, you're already seeing a lot of big brands experiment with this, this, this 
subscription model in a couple different ways. So a couple notable ones is like say Netflix has been in the in the news a ton lately. Um, you know they've had a, they're they're going to experiment with a free version that involves an ad based component. Up to this point, it's been very subscription based, but you've seen people that have shared in different ways. So they're they're playing with that model. Another one that I like to bring up is BMW. Um, they recently were in the news and getting totally blasted because they were going to basically charge people a subscription to access the heating in their seats. So you buy the car, it has the technology in it, it works, but you only get the heated seat element if you subscribe to it, right? And so to me, that's a really great example of a brand, a massive brand with all these resources and all these smart people that totally whiff because they're just seeing it from a revenue standpoint. They're not seeing it from a customer experience standpoint. And so Netflix is in that same space too. They're trying to figure out how they can maybe give people what they want, which is a little bit of a free version with, with ads and they can make money from a revenue standpoint that way. But you mentioned Nike and Nike's a great example. So Nike is, has done, done, does tons of things with shoe drops. They have various different brands. They're doing that um, different apps. You can download to do that. I have a cousin who's just a fanatic about all the shoe drops. And so I think like something for them. Yeah. You, they're experimenting with this idea of, I have these people that love our brand and love our shoe. Could I charge them 30 bucks a month to be the first tier on these shoe drop releases? And you better believe that people would be willing to pay for that, right? So it's understanding what the consumer really wants. And then as a brand, you figure out how can I monetize this? That's that's part of it. But the other part is how can I get more information and how can I understand better what this consumer wants? And when you get that data, that's where the money is, is understanding what people really want and need. Well, okay, so the BMW one hits home for me. So I love cars. And I saw that and I was like, I like if they actually do that, I will never buy a BMW. Like they're out. Because that is, but then Porsche, I like Porsches a lot. Porsche monetizes everything. Like you want you want a different color stitching, or you want like you want a little leather thing for your key fob, it's an extra 400 bucks, but I'll buy it because I like Porsche and because, but like, they're not forcing me to. So what I, the piece that I want to discuss in there that how could BMW have done something more interesting because they didn't know their customer. I think secretly when I read that, I was like, they knew they were going to get a bunch of heat for it. Pardon the pun. Uh, (laughs) They knew they were going to get a bunch of heat for it. But they also, I think they're going to continue with it. I think they're going to wait for this to subside and they're going to do something else. And they're just going to be like, yep, that's who we are. Like, if you want our product, you're going to go with it. Um, What do you think, like how, what is something, because I don't think they paid attention to their market base. There is something that BMW users would have paid for in a subscription base that would not have given them the negative press. Any right. ideas yes. on that? Well, I mean, just off the top of my head, like, so thinking about like Sirius XM as an example, right? Like you want to be able to have an extra special radio that's available in your car, right? That's something people are willing to pay for. You know, when I first saw it, I thought of, you know, what would be a really cool subscription is if Mercedes just made it so that you subscribe to a program and you had a different car every, every three months or every six months, you know, almost like a lease agreement, right? Where you're just swapping out cars. You know, I love this car, but I want to try a different color this month, or I don't want different horsepower or a different model, right? So I think understanding like what people want out of their car, um, whether that's a different guidance system, whether that's your road tripping, whether you want access to, you know, something what might be interesting is like access to different gas, right? Like they make a deal with Chevron, where if you subscribe to them, you get 
10 cents off a gallon or all your, your Chevron, um, you know, gas, gas companies. So it's, it's that idea of understanding, like, what do these consumers want? What are they trying to get more out of their car? And what can we offer them that they're going to find value that we can charge them for? That to me, it's like the money comes after the fact, right? It's not the first part. It's, you know, Porsche is coming from the perspective of like, we're just going to charge for this stuff. And that's fine. Like, like you said, like people know that right. it's, it's fine. But the idea that I have to subscribe to something like for me, um, you know, a, a good brand example is Fabletics, right? So they make shorts. Uh, I'm a big Kevin Hart fan and he's, he's part of their, their team. Yeah. They have these really cool ads. They look super, super comfortable. When I went to go shopping though, it was like, you have to subscribe to get this stuff. So you only are going to get it on a subscription. And for me as a consumer, I'm really conscientious about my thighs. Like I'm going to have to try it on before I subscribe to something, right? I'm not going to do that. So they missed me in that regard. Now, if they had an easy to buy one-time option and then they want to upsell me to a subscription, they might get me. Now, that's not to say they're not being successful. They're getting millions in sales and stuff because they're doing it that method. But that's that's the mentality we should be thinking about is, is this something that people actually want to subscribe to? Or is this something that people, you know, is that something people want? If they want, can I figure out what price point or what value option I can give them so that they'll they'll subscribe to it? Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, -E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. That's, I think that's a good one. The thinking about Porsche. So I do race, I do track days whenever track days come around and I would totally pay to be, I mean, they have allocations. Like when you want to buy a new car, there's a certain number allocated for North America of like specialty cars, right? I would pay to be on that list. I would also pay to be like part of a track club where they send me something every month. Right. Um, maybe a private app where the designers talk to us. Like I love, like I geek out on car stuff. So like I'll watch all the YouTube channels, but if there was a app that was just like from Porsche or just from McLaren that was on their stuff, that's something I would pay for. And I think they would do just as well as trying to charge for heated seats. Because the thing that, the, the other thing that I thought when I saw that is if I had a car and they did that to me, I would find a way to hack it. I would find a way to like put in my own switch and make it work. And like, it, it's just- you, you bring up something that's really interesting, really, really interesting to me too. Like if you think about like BMW is going after everybody who's gonna have a car with a heated seat. So they're going after their entire base, which sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like is a mistake in that you're trying for the whole pie. As opposed to your example on the Porsche one, would Porsche get every single Porsche owner to subscribe to that? No, there'd be plenty of people who just like the car and that's it. But out of however many customers they have, there's going to be, I don't know, 20, 30, maybe even high as 60 or 70% of their customer base that are that passionate and are that involved and that want all of that. And, and, and those niches, like I mentioned that guinea pig subscription box, like you yeah. can make a profitable business if you understand this small core group wants this. 
because the thing that again it's it's hard to understand this until you've done this like so like i'm building a community right now within e-commerce as well and this is happening it's i'm putting people in a room and they're telling me what they like and they don't like so for yeah. me it's like i'm i'm creating my own focus group oh by the way i make like i'm selling into this focus group and i'm making a profit off of this group but the, the idea is like, oh, I'm now getting information out of this group too. So, you know, I'm regularly asked by brands around product launches. Should we do this? Should we expand this type of profile? And the idea is, what are your customers telling you? What are they asking for? What, what are they saying they're passionate about or love about your brand? Because if you're selling pet food and, you know, people love how fresh it is and stuff, and you're thinking about offering, uh, you know, something, a, a dry food option that maybe isn't as fresh, like, that might make sense for some brands, but for the fresh food, it's not gonna, you, you might miss, right? So you have to have that information from your customers before you figure out what else you're gonna sell to them, whether it's a subscription or another product. I mean, I think you're hundred percent right. Like I'm a big fan. I do, I do focus groups and I do testimonials. Like I'll just say, I'll reach out to people that have bought from me and I'll say, Hey, you bought from me three months ago. Do you mind if we just follow up to see how you're doing and how we could serve you better? And oh, by the way, we're going to give you something for free. They always are willing to jump on a call with you. And that is like a gold mine of information because they tell you what they want next, or if they struggled with the product, what they struggled with so that you can fix it and make the product better. And so few people ever want to do that. Um, the question I like to ask a lot of times to somebody that really knows the market is if somebody wanted to learn more about this or think about this on a deeper level, what would be one or two books that you would recommend? Is there anything out there that is, is like a go-to Bible for you? Uh, um, from a subscription standpoint, uh, no, <laughs> there's not a lot of, I mean, there's, there's some content out there, but for me, um, I always, I, I'm a big fan of the story brand. Um, that's just a really, really powerful big book for understanding, like, what makes things compelling and understanding your customer and, and making them the hero of their story is, is something that I always look at. And for me, that's, it spills down from there into understanding like subscription subscriber behavior. Um, but unfortunately there's not a subscription Bible. I mean, I might write it one day, but we'll see. <laughs> but there you go. The, um, I mean, story brand is great. Um, it is one of the things that my business, like I do, I teach a lot of story. Um, we talk, we teach how to speak on stage and how to use stories to get people pre-framed and lean forward. So I definitely agree with that. Have you read um, Joey Coleman's Never Lose a Customer Again? Mm -mm. No, I haven't. That I, I would recommend picking that up if you're listening okay. to this. I'll check it's the out. customer journey. It's like how you take people, where they're going to fall off and how you give them something of value and change their entire outlook all the way through the process. Um, it's a great book. Um, I would that, recommend that, that sounds period. really interesting. Yeah, it's it's really good. What, um, the what, what was the name of it again? Joey Coleman is the author and never lose a customer again. Okay, uh, absolutely great book. You can pick it up on Audible. It's uh, it's super easy to listen to. Um, you can buy the book as well. It's, sometimes I like paper paper better. Um, but I would say you could do that one on Audible without a problem. Uh, another one that comes to mind for me is the uh, the Ryan Levesque ask method. Um, it's all about getting feedback from your customers. So if you like to read more about that, I don't necessarily recommend all the stuff he does, but the the book is a good thought process. What yeah, that's um a great one for like creating content. Yeah. What uh what are the mistakes that you see people make? Like whether it's a big company, I mean, we just talked about BMW making one, but like maybe something sure. that you see a lot of people doing because they're just copying what else is in the marketplace. What's something that you just wish like they would stop? I think one of the, the biggest ones is 
people often want to make something really complicated, like right out the gate, and especially with subscriptions. Like, so for example, you, you see BarkBox, you see Dollar Shave Club, and they have years and years of development and product research and technology development and all these things to create these really complex and intricate user journeys and stuff. And oftentimes when I see somebody, even big brands that are launching for this for the first time, they think, oh, we want to do all these things. And, and the problem is, is if that's not backed by data or customer, like actual customer feedback, which means dollars to prove that right. that's valid, um, that's a mistake. So for me, it's like that, that classic, like MVP example, right? Like everybody wants to, to start with Tesla. The Tesla is an incredibly complicated car and you just really need to launch a skateboard, like maybe a bike, like a, like a, like a one speed. Right. And, 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 the, and, and so the, 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 the opposite side of that question is the, not the mistake, but the success part is people that know I'm just going to launch a bike, but I'm going to collect data. I'm going to start talking to my customers about why they're selecting the subscription option. I'm going to talk to my customers when they cancel the subscription option. I'm going to start getting that kind of information. And then I'm going to find out that my customers don't want a bike. You know, they want a longboard. They want a canoe, right? They want those types of things. And I'm going to start figuring out what to offer them and sell those better. Awesome. I think that's, I mean, just listening to your customer is such a huge piece. And so many, so many people don't do it. Um, if somebody was looking at like, I'm thinking about like the, the listeners of the show, if they're thinking about building something around subscription, going back to like the bike model, build a bike before Tesla, what is something easy that they could build that would be a subscription that you would put out? Um, a lot of them have email newsletters, that kind of stuff. What is like the next, like, what's a baby step that they can take next that you would see that they, that would be useful in their business? I think some really common ones we see is access to services. So instead of thinking about like a paid, like a, if I'm a consultant and I'm charging like an hourly basis, right. And I'm, uh, you know, typically doing 10 hours a week of consulting for a typical client. Like, you know, I, I'm also selling that as a package, right. As an hourly package. So for me, I think the idea is that if, if you, if you want to lower the bar so that it's like, you know, you get access to up to five hours and it's fluctuates and you can sell that as a subscription. So it's a, cheaper price point, but it's a recurring price point. And one of the things I do like about doing something like that is it, it starts to give you more engagement and data around people you might not normally capture as customers. Mm -hmm. And so you can start to find out what other things maybe they might be interested in doing. Right. So it's like, yeah, I didn't need you for 10 hours this month. I needed you for two. And so I was glad that I was able to get you for the two, but you know, next month I need you for 20 and, and how do I pay more for that? Or I need to second set of services that you don't offer and I'm looking somewhere else for that. Can you add that in with as part of your service offering? So, so that's the, the biggest thing. Like I deal with a lot of e-commerce companies and that are selling products and a lot of them mm -hmm. too, it's like, you're already selling the pet food. So you want to be able to offer it for somebody who wants to get it on a repeat basis. And so service-based things are very similar. You, you, you either want to make it a, um, the, the other thing is looking at um, access points, right? Like, uh, you know, maybe you have a set of clients that you're selling to, but anybody who subscribes gets first in line for scheduling time on Fridays, right? Friday is always reserved for my subscribers. You know, there's just simple ways you can think about how you're engaging with them and providing that service um, and make it so that there's some kind of exclusive element 
um, you know, mastermind group, another effective way with it, where, you know, typically if we're consulting or selling a service, people want to meet other people that are using your service or that are trying to solve the same problem. So that's another way Got to it. think about it too. So you have a newsletter and you have a YouTube channel. Tell us a little bit about what happens in the newsletter and the YouTube channel. If you guys are listening to this, you want to learn more about subscriptions, he's piqued your interest a little bit. Great places to check them out. Both of them are listed underneath uh, in the show notes, but tell us a little bit about those, Matthew. Yeah, so we launched subscription prescription earlier this year and kind of the mentality is, you know, you, you want a weekly dose of digestible dose on subscription stuff. So a lot of things that I'll get into is understanding like customer acquisition versus churn, um, understanding that as a flywheel, how we build great customer experiences, we'll get into technology at times. So there's a lot of different pieces of that puzzle. And so I just try to take a, a small chunk and go a little bit deep on it. I mean, I have one where I went a little bit too deep on Excel and how we can use cohort and segmenting analysis within Excel. So, so um, I geek, try not to geek out too much so that it's uh, everybody can understand it. But, and then the videos is just me talking about some of those similar things. So um, it's really just meant to be something that you can read in three to five minutes and hopefully will up your subscription game every week. Awesome. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for sharing with us. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I, I found it super interesting. Um, I'm always thinking about things like how could I build something that people would subscribe to every month. I think that is a great takeaway for everyone. Thanks so much for sharing with us. Awesome. Welcome. Thanks to everyone else out there. Oh, to everyone else out there. Until next time, take action, change lives, make money, and come up with a subscription. We'll see you soon. Are you looking to scale your business, but trying to figure out how to get your message across? Well, go to storyselling.how to grab my free course that will show you how to discover everything that you need to build your business through stories. These stories work whether it's in social media, email, or public speaking. There are five core stories that you'll learn. You'll be able to use all of them by the time you're done with this course. Again, that is storyselling.how. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in next time.